Sony is making a car. Uh, yeah, they're coming out with the electric car. And look at um, you with a fucking Sony PlayStation shirt on, you shill. Yeah, well, considering the fact that I'm about to buy an Xbox uh, you know, <laughs> Series X in the near future, and I don't, and the last PlayStation I have was from the PS4, so you're a traitor. Uh, Hello and welcome to Another Dead Pixel, a podcast about games, anime, entertainment, life, a little bit of everything in between. I'm your host today, Joe, and with me, the man who likes to dress up his dolls as alls to be uh, from Nier Automata, Nick. How you doing, Nick? That's not true. I dress up my dolls as other things, too. <laughs> Completely caught you off guard on that one, didn't I? Uh, pretty much. I don't know. <laughs> that's so far field. Like, I don't even know what to tell you. Um, I dress I mean, up my dolls as G.I. Joe and Barbie and Ava and, uh, and uh, I don't know. Something. I mean, you're the only person I know to own five real dolls. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive. I, own, I mean, but it explains where all your paychecks go. So. I own... Berserk, I own the four Cowboy Bebop, and I own the uh, the Shield Hero. So that's six. I own six. Are they called action figures? They're called. Um, they're called. Uh, they're called figures. Yeah, that's true. They're not really action figures. They're not really moving around. Uh, no, not... I forgot what that was from, but it was just an old. Uh, I just remember an old TV show or you know, something like that. Growing up. Where it's like, mom, they're not dolls; they're action figures. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a pretty good scam that they got going for us, uh, us little kids. Whenever we were kids, uh, call them action figures. But I don't dress them up; they come with their own costumes, so I don't have to dress them up. And I don't dress them up as two B, uh, even though I love two B. Two B is great, uh, and it's in the mail. It'll be here in like three months. But you know, it's whatever. It's I know you love it so much. You even got a mouse pad. I didn't get a mouse pad. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got me a mouse pad. Yeah, she some, should show it off, man. You should be more proud of it. Some, I mean, you know, some, some shitbag fuckhead got me a mouse pad. I really appreciate the mouse pad. I don't know what to do with it, but I still have it. You should use it, man. I, I should mean, not use it. I should, I should use it at work. <laughs> you think that? I think HR might have a, a question <laughs> yeah. or two for you on that one. Oh, but. they'd have more. That's a couple questions. Yeah, they would have. Uh, they would have a field day. I think that's what that's called. Uh, I'm doing okay, Joe. Not that you asked, but how how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> You've been better. I know. I know. But. I mean, it is. Uh, so today is Friday the thirteenth. Uh, You're right. Nothing special. Nothing special happened for us. Uh, work was kind of on fire, which was kind of funny. But it's just like that's actually pretty normal. So I was just like, all right. Well, I guess nothing else. You know. So other people are like, no man, it's lucky day, dude. It's the uh, you know, you got the lotto drawing and stuff. And I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I feel like that Chicago lotto drawing is going on like every other month now. It's like up to like 1.3 billion or something. Yeah, that that happens. Uh, I think what they did is a year or so ago, they ended up restructuring it to make it harder to win. Uh, and by doing so, within the last uh, nine months, they've already hit like a billion dollars like three times. Because so, uh, more people are putting more into it probably. Because it goes yeah, up higher last, every last time. Yeah, last couple people who won uh, is like a single winner. You know, Jeez. so it's like, hey, good. You know, it's like, good for you. I mean, you're set. I wouldn't even know what to do with a billion dollars. Like, I mean, I could sure I could figure it out after not very long, but man, that is, that is so much money. Even like half that or 40% of that, which the government's going to take like 60%, <laughs> but even like 40% of that is pretty good. 40, $400 million is not too bad, but 1.3, uh, out of 1.3, I don't know what that would be like 50. I refer to that as boat money. Money, you know, because I will never own a boat, but I was just like, oh, man, yeah. <laughs> you need you need a billion dollars in order to be able to buy a boat. <laughs> to justify having a nice boat and just paying just it's like a property that you'll just lose consistently. There's like zero uptick in value. Uh, yeah, just if I want to throw my money away, getting a boat and having fun on the water is the way to do it, I guess. Hey, hey you know that Joe guy? 
Yeah. Yeah, he's a boat guy now. Oh, really? Yeah. How do you manage that? He won the lottery. Oh, oh, good. He's a boat guy, huh? Yeah, yeah. What the accent is that, man? <laughs> That's how you people talk. You up there? <laughs> I'm not sure if you're trying to go for a Uber accent, uh, a Chicago accent. I. It's I all the no same. <laughs> hey, the bears, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. That's from SNL. Dog Cubs. Sorry. I'm surprised you know that. I'm surprised you know that skit. That's uh, who was that? Uh, Farley or was it, who else was in that skit? Chris Farley and I think Dan Aykroyd. And didn't uh, they get possibly. Ditka? Didn't they get Mike Ditka on there one time? I don't. That wouldn't surprise me at all either. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah. So no, things are things are all right. Uh, I assume your Friday the Thirteenth went pretty well, considering the fact that you didn't even realize it was until I mentioned. I knew it was Friday the Thirteenth. I just didn't think about it. Sure. Today. I thought about it, I thought about it last week. I was like, oh, Friday the Thirteenth's coming up. That's cool. And then I wrote I wrote I changed the date on our docket. A little bit of inside baseball there for you, people following along with the podcast. I changed the date on our docket, and I realized it was Friday the Thirteenth then too. <laughs> Sure, whatever helps you sleep better at night, buddy. Uh, Go ahead. What's the next segment, Joe? Well, hopefully you got something good for us on the news. I mean... I don't have good news. I I don't have good news. Do you have good news? I don't have good news. Mine's a little more lighthearted, more commercialism, but you, on the other hand... Are like the pinnacle of uh, rage, I guess. So yeah, so yeah. I'll 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 go in this little bit. I'm not gonna rant as much as I did earlier. So Joe, let me get out of my system, and we're not gonna post it. Uh, but I mean, you're you do the, all the editing you want to. My I friend. will do all the editing when I'm nice and sober in the morning. Uh, but um, it's about Dungeons and Dragons. It's not not video games per se. Though it is sort of tangentially related because it's games. Uh, but yeah, so when we first got on the call before we started recording, I started ranting to Joe about what's going on with Dungeons and Dragons. So I'll try to keep this to a bit of a minimum. So last time, two weeks ago, I started talking about the OGL. I don't really know too much about it two weeks ago, but now I know a lot more. So uh, Dungeons and Dragons or Wizards of the Coast. Uh, that that owns Dungeons and Dragons. They sent out a document called the uh, OGL 1.1. That's Open Games License. The old Open Games License is like from like 2004, 2001, somewhere around there. It's been around for like 20 years. And what it does is it allows third parties to make content for D and D. Um, that and then D and D is basically saying, you know, we won't sue you for helping provide you know extra content for us so so that's been going on for 20 years well if you know if you could do the math in 2000 the internet was not what it is now it was not uh high speed they did not have like high speed hd video youtube was non-existent didn't really come into into being until 2006 um so now you have a lot of uh, different companies making content for D&D. Um, some of those companies are making millions of dollars, like Critical Role uh, makes a ton of money, and there's plenty of other home games, um, and a lot of things like that. So what they have decided to do... what. Uh, is they have decided to uh, make an update to the OGL. So the old OGL is 900 words long. The new one, the 1.1, in its, uh, I guess, previous state, uh, to the up-to-the-minute information, to the, the, the one that they sent out to everybody was 9,000 words. So 900 words to 9,000 words. Um, has a lot more information in it. Has a lot more rules in it. And basically, what the OGL 1.1 was going to do is it was going to it was going to take away the ability for third parties to make anything that um, that they weren't already contracted with Wizards of the Coast to do. So only a few parties have contracts, um, and 
ninety percent. I don't know. I'm just throwing that number out there. A lot of a lot of other country, a lot of other uh, companies don't have uh, any kind of contract, so they were just going to be left out in the cold. So, a lot of people have been getting very angry on the internet. Oh, people are angry on the internet. Well, yeah, people are always angry about something on the internet, but I think that it'd be fair to say that ninety-five percent, maybe ninety-nine percent of the active D and D community galvanized pretty quickly after the OGL 1.1 NDAs were up, which was sometime last week, I think last Thursday, somewhere around there. Um, and people were able to talk about it openly. And the OGL 1.1 was sent out for people to, for different companies to sign. So it was definitely something that they were expecting to put into, to like really put into the works. Uh, now they're saying that those were drafts and it's like, well, a draft is something a little different, but it's, it it clearly was not a draft. It was clearly meant to be put out to get people to, to sign it and abide by it. Uh, so people got mad and every, pretty much every single, um, outlet that I see that, uh, that I can see has, has been freaking out about it and um, railing against it. Now, what Watsi has done is they have what's Watsi for those who don't know. So Watsi is Wizards of the Coast, um, and they they own and operate Dungeons and Dragons. And Wizards of the Coast is owned and operated by Hasbro. So, a little bit of backstory here: Hasbro has, um, from what I've heard, their stock has taken like a 40% dip in the past year. So they are looking for ways to make more money. Um, a lot of uh, my friends have been following along with what's going on with magic. And if uh, you've been watching what's been going on with magic, they have been, um, there's been a lot of problems uh, with the way magic's being run. It's, um, it's, they're putting out card packs that are like, I think like the 30th anniversary was like a thousand dollars and it was like possible to get cards that were just worthless. So they've been screwing up magic. Long story short, they've been screwing up magic for a little while and now they're kind of coming after D and D they've even said in um, some stuff that they think that the D and D community is under monetized. Um, They want to monetize it more like, like uh, an, an actual video game or like, like the way video games are monetized. So it's, um, it, it started, it started, it started for the community pretty big and people are, were pretty mad about it. So since yesterday they were scheduled to have a, a, some sort of announcement yesterday, but it was a regularly scheduled Live stream. Well, they canceled that. <laughs> they canceled that because uh, there was a lot of people watching, and they were clearly not ready. So I think today they, yeah, it was just today they put out a notice, basically backpedaling, saying, "Hey, the OGL is uh, the the thing that you saw was a draft, and we're going to redo it and do some different things." And they so the OGL that was coming was called the OGL one point one. And now they pulled that back and they're talking about doing what they're calling the OGL 2.0. So it's going to be, it's, it's pretty similar from what we understand. Um, they're circling the wagons. Um, and we still don't have a full picture of what's going on, but um, so I run a small group of people uh, or I'm a small group of people and we take turns running uh, D and D campaigns. And we have pretty much unanimous, unanimously decided to switch to a different rule set. Um, I think a lot of people are doing that. A lot of uh, big companies or big third party companies, I guess you would say big YouTube personalities have canceled their D and D beyond subscriptions. And they're encouraging others to do the same in order to send a message. Um, and yeah, that's kind of the long and short of it. I know I've been talking for a while, so 
I'll shut shut up. But it's a it's a big kerfuffle. And uh, long story short, we're still waiting on final word. But it definitely seems kind of like the die is cast, and uh, things are not looking good at D and D. Yeah, they ended up you know trying to pull off the you know with their last uh, legal bit. They're like, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's not really uh, it's not just a win. You know, like uh, people are gonna say, yeah. Like, I saw the that, players yeah. won and got together, but it's actually a win for both of us because you know, they're, like I said, it's part of that whole backpedaling. And then immediately you'll see the top comments being like, "Yeah, if this was such a draft, why did it have to have signatures assi- assigned to it? And there was a time limit assigned to it. Uh, you know, like if that was just a draft. Yeah, it wasn't a draft contract; it was a contract sent out to people. Also, and- uh, was it? A, I saw a good meme today on reddit and it was just uh you know it's like the school bus crossing the railroad tracks and saying like the school buses uh wizard of the, of the coast trying to uh pull a fast one through obscure legal documents and then the train smashing into the school bus saying a community that spends uh yeah an obscene amount of time uh reading and interpreting <laughs> uh legalities and rules 100 so. yeah they mess with the wrong people like it it is um it it's wild uh they you know they're i i don't know that they're part of me thinks that in the long run they still can they still can win they can still get everything they want and screw over the player base as much as they want uh because they're gonna always have the money and the name behind them to pull in new players there's a new 13 year old you know, there's a new batch of 13 year olds every year who are going to be interested in, in getting into this and, and they're going to play. And the rest of us are going to get older and go on our own games and we're not going to have the same level of marketing and all that stuff. So, so you know, to me, it is, uh, it's kind of just a matter of time before they can implement what they want. But in the meantime, um, people, I haven't canceled my D&D Beyond subscription yet. <sighs> I am, I don't know. I, I, I need to check and do it and make sure that I don't lose the content that I have to keep my game going because that's paramount. That's the most important thing to me. Um, but as soon as I can, I, I probably will because like I don't see a way around it. Like They've shown what they want to do. They've told us we want to monetize you to death. We want to kill all the VTTs um, and we want everyone to be pushed to our VTT and I, I virtual tabletops, right? Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I I should, I should explain that. So VTT stands for virtual tabletop. It's, it's playing uh, a board game online essentially. And that's what they want to do. Um, and in the long run. So if you want to use something other than what they've put forward, which they haven't yet. They have a, a virtual tabletop called One D&D Coming. It's not out yet. Um, but if you if you don't want to use that or you're afraid of using that or it's not good enough for you, uh, but you still want to play D&D, well, you're, you're going to be out of luck in, in the long run. Eventually, they will clamp down on a 2.1 or 2.5 or 3.0, or whatever they want to call it, of the OGL. And uh, your campaign which may or may not last four years and may or may not be in the middle of it, you're going to be SOL and you're going to have to switch in the middle. So it's like, so I'm just thinking like, why don't I just say F it and switch now and save myself the trouble. So everyone in my group is looking at Pathfinder um, and saying, Hey, Pathfinder is pretty close and it's pretty good. And uh, everyone's looking at the rule sets and saying, oh, and, you know, we have a Discord chat going. Everyone's like saying, oh, you know, on Pathfinder, you can do this. And on Pathfinder, you can do that. And I'm kind of like, well, you know, it remains to be seen. I need to I need to look at it some more. But, but it's, but I mean, like, the die is cast. Like, like, what are we supposed to do but move on? Because D&D has shown what they want to do. So I... It, to stay would be stupid to, to stay and wait for them to corner you into the OG, into uh, the OGL and the open D D. It's like, what do we really want to like, why, why are we waiting around? So 
anyway, that's kind of the the long and short of it. Um, and it's a it's a big it's a big mess. But even like things like Critical Role, they released a statement today that was a big old nothing burger. They were just they just like we support people who create stuff, and we made our own game company because we support people who create stuff. Um, and the subtext was like, but D and D pays us a shitload of money uh, to run our game. So, you know what they do in the long run. I, if they dip, then it'll be a bad it'll be a bad look for D and D. But I, I don't know what's gonna happen in the long run. But in the short run, people are are pissed. That's that's for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, most definitely. Then this will you know most definitely take a while to unfold. I mean. Uh, they haven't come out, you know, it'll be a while before they come back to, uh, that 2.0 that, uh, for OpenGL. Um, so we'll see. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure you'll be on top of it. So we'll hear back from you at that point. Yeah. I think, uh, probably by next week or by next uh, time we do this podcast in two weeks, um, there'll probably be more answers. I I would guess, um, I would hope, uh, but, um, in the meantime, that's uh, really all we can really do is just wait. Okay. Uh, well, on a you know lighter news, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, CES uh, had been going had gone on the last uh, since last podcast, and you know there's uh, CES is one of the biggest uh, you know uh, industry events for you know all sorts of technology. Uh, the uh, it covers everything from you know houseware to uh, you know enter- you know video games and you know equipments just every you know anything under the sun. What is I, CS Computer Entertainment? Uh, never mind. Well, what does CS stand for? <laughs> uh, I just uh, all right. I, I had just for, it, it slipped my mind too. Uh, the moment you the moment you said computer, if I had asked, uh, like if I had asked, you would know. That's why I asked. Uh, yeah, well, I should have known, and now I'm now I'm fucking drawing a blank on my self too. Uh, I guess I could look it up too, but eh, it's more fun if I don't. Um, yeah, that's yeah. Checking <laughs> checking things on a podcast. Is bullshit. Checking facts, eh, checking whatever, facts. man. I mean, uh, but yeah. So what happens is, uh, you know, every year they you know they end up bringing up new new and cool tech or just really weird, obscure stuff. Like this year, uh, talked about a flying car. You know, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like, all right, they have the really neat concepts. Uh, I think last year uh, was the BMW that could have that had the ink. Um, uh, it had the kind of like the liquid ink paint, uh, so you can go from black to white to gray, like, and it was in the, a weird shape pattern. So it was everyone's like, oh yeah, of course. So that way you can commit crime and then switch the color of your car. Um, yeah. Cool. So the. They they do a lot of neat concepts during that point. Uh, so what happened around this time was uh, they ended up uh, for me like it's always about uh, new monitors or new hardware for you know as far as the gaming space goes. And there's a bunch of new monitors. Uh, OLED has now finally made it big as far as um, in a monitor form. So now you don't have to necessarily game with a like a 43 or 48 inch uh oled tv uh and it's good yeah i mean well this coming from the guy there who just bought himself a new oled tv <laughs> yeah but but i want monitor I, I actually was talking to a guy at work and he was like man i got this oled tv as my monitor but it's so big it's like 42 inches and i was like is that the is that the C two the, the the LG C two and he was like, yeah, that's the one. And I was like, yeah, that's. I see why you got that, but it is too big to have like a foot and a half in front of your face. Uh, you need a little something a little smaller to fit the your eye width. Yeah, it's it's all it's all about the spacing there for sure. Yeah. Um, so there's the uh, essentially LG. Uh, let's see, it was LG Samsung. Uh, you have, you know, uh, Asus, uh, they're, you know, they're all coming out with uh, essentially different 1440p um, OLEDs, actually. So not actually not even doing 4K. But on the on the, the other side, they're also doing, uh, but being an OLED, they have the full HDR range. And they're making them rough, you know, a lot of them are now going to be 240 hertz. So 
you got an incredibly fast well, OLED with you know great contrast ratios now because it's an OLED, and uh, they're they're in the twenty seven inch form factor. Twenty seven inch. Um, so like yeah, twenty seven inch fourteen forty p is uh when you get to 27 inches um is 4k sort of redundant like is it does 1440p work better at a at that price range um than like a 4k would at a higher price range or or is it just or is it just or is it just about price but just about getting the price a little bit lower than what people ask for you're looking at these things no these things are going to be about a grand um okay. The thing is, they're big because they're able to make OLED at such a small. Uh, it's so it's. I can't quite say for sure on the manufacturing process, but what's going to be what's going to happen is more people can run a fourteen forty uh, p you know monitor on their uh, GPU. Just, that's full stop okay. on their GPU. Okay. Um, also, a lot of um, consoles can you know respond to it easier because, uh, despite what they want you to believe, um, Xbox and PlayStation aren't necessarily the uh 4k powerhouses that they want you to you know think that they are and they and so but by having being able to have a higher refresh rate uh and also having you know like the christmas of oled uh an h a proper hdr setting hdr it's arguable it's kind of you can argue the fact that a good hdr screen is actually more impressive than the jump from uh 1440 to 4k um you know, it's like depending if you get that proper contrast ratio. So it's, you know, it's it's debatable. Uh, I would say like, kinda... like I would say that like, you know, even watching, you know, anime at 1080 on my OLED is beautiful because it's it's so bright and vibrant. Um, yeah, it'd be better if it was higher resolution, but the the vibrancy is what really, you know, makes it pop. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, having having a good OLED, having a small, you know, a, a proper monitor form factor. I mean, this, it's just a win-win all around. And granted, yeah, these new ones are going to be price pointed around a grand. So I know, um, so oh, like wow. you know, okay. ASUS Predator, uh, you know, that one's supposed to be at eleven hundred. Uh, there's the ROG Swift that hasn't been priced, but it's probably going to be more than just a little bit above a grand. Uh, LG's is going to be uh, supposed to be set at a grand too. So I mean, that's the new price point. Uh, but honestly, I think that's fair for the current technology. So uh, I I know that I'm just a filthy casual, but like, who needs 240 hertz? Uh anyone who does who anyone who wants a decent quality image while still playing competitive like that's the thing is a lot of people who want to do a better looking game while having you know actual comp you know uh competitive grade hardware you're talking about apex yeah. um you know valorant games like that i mean yeah. they they still they have a good crisp look to them uh -huh. and you don't necessarily have to run a ten you know but you know, you got people who play csgo and so they'll they'll be doing a, a yeah. traditionally like you know, 1080p uh, monitor, but running at, you know, obscenely high frame rates. Uh, you know, okay. that's... Uh, you and I aren't part of the competitive scene, so it doesn't really pertain but to But I mean, us. what percent of the market is really in... Like, to me, it's like... Maybe I'm just more realistic than your average gamer, but it's like 144 hertz. If that saves me some, you know, 200 bucks or whatever... I would rather have that than 240 hertz or even 120 hertz. Uh, if that saves me some money, I don't think I'm going to be able to out outperform that with my but eyes. You're you're looking at a different tier of product. That's the thing here. You're looking at an old like if you're looking at an OLED product. Um, I mean, it's you're automatically pricing yourself in a different bracket altogether. Oh, uh, so the OLED, it's like we're already we're already up high because of the OLED and we can give you 240 Hertz as a, as a bonus. But the, I mean, if you're we're in OLED next, land, so if you're going to be standing be next to, you know, like, yeah, if you're looking at uh, two different OLED products and they're going to be relatively priced around the same, uh, you know, you're, you're at the point you're wanting the best of a certain type of thing, uh, okay. you know? So why wouldn't you, but also that means you probably have the equipment to really run 
uh, these you know at a great at a great pace frame rate so, at fourteen. I mean, anyone who has I anyone who has a a, a last gen uh, you know, GPU, you know, the thirty seventy you know ti or higher easily can do 14 can do 1440p at a really good settings um all across the board so anyone who has anything newer as well okay and you can you can then crank a game uh like you know it's easier to do something like the witcher um you know hands down but also even like cyberpunk cyberpunk you know a lot of these games still are difficult to run at uh, super high settings at 4k yeah. But but at 1440p, you crank those settings up, you can make it look you know amazing, uh, arguably better than 4K because you can depending on how much detail and extra things you're getting in there. Uh, so and then with uh, DL DLSS in there, you can um, you know you can then run uh, run just... them at lower frame or you know, lower quality, but then it'll artificially bump it up for you, yeah. and you get better for you know. It it's... just you're just not getting as many pixels, but like everything else that you could care about is is better um especially with the oled there's because like pixels aren't everything you know that's well that's plus just when it's mo- in motion you that's what you think that's that's the key part right yeah because if you're you know the fluidity of it, it's going to be way better so uh as far as yes your still image your actual you stand there take a photo that may not be as good but everything else will be so like yeah. you're making up for in different ways yeah. um yeah that's true yeah, so, so that's like I said, it's exciting news to the fact that OLEDs are coming down to a proper size, uh, and that way people don't have to use TVs. It is. Um, it is still a pretty pretty though. That's eleven hundred bucks is still a good amount of money uh, for a twenty-seven inch monitor. Um, yeah, that's about right for an average four uh, K monitor, a decent quality one now as well. I mean, they're finally starting to drop a little bit under. Uh, you're still looking at like. Uh, you know, seven eight hundred dollars for four K uh, at decent refresh. But once again, this is OLED here we're talking about. So you're getting that's the problem is if you do an IPS panel, you're not getting the uh the black levels that you you wouldn't get nowhere near as good black levels. No. Uh, no. so you know, this you know you get you get true black because each you know you're talking about uh proper dimming zones because each you know pixels individually lit. So yeah, this is most definitely a different class of product. It is. Nice. Uh, I like my TV, but unfortunately, my TV is too old. It doesn't. Ha- it doesn't have VRR uh, for my OLED, uh, but it still looks good from on my PS4. Right. It's just unfortunately, like I don't get a lot of the extra benefits of uh, the variable refresh rate. So, uh, but yeah, that, that's that was one of the big things that happened. Uh, Razer uh, finally went ahead and uh, you know talked a little bit more about the the Razer Edge. Which is their handheld, their version of, um, you know, the Steam Deck or, uh, you know, the Nintendo Switch. Essentially, uh, yeah. this thing is a four hundred dollar, you know, price tag. Comes out at the end of the month, like the twenty sixth. So at least that's what it's targeting. Do you do you see this being successful? I it will make. It's kind of hard because uh, Steam Deck's already out there, and yeah. I think. Uh, it's that's going to be the number one comparison. I mean, you know, you're not going to compare it to the uh, to the Switch. You're going to be comparing it to the Steam Deck, and I don't know. It's just once once uh, rubber hits the road, we get some proper reviews out of it. It could be a strong competitor. I mean, it's a. I mean, there's some Chinese knockoffs to the um, to the Steam Deck that aren't terrible, um, but you know, it's it depends. What, you know, Razer has a lot of money to throw at it, so they might be able to pull out. Uh, an interesting aspect honestly deep end of the day though i don't think they'll win but i you know i think they'll actually pull out some interesting um advances maybe is the best way to put that like you know some so they might make it some some stuff maybe a new norm and hey just the more people getting into the space you know probably the better because you know that way the next the next iteration of the steam deck will be that much better right and if they ever make a sequel to the edge, uh, then you know that can only get that much better. That's kind of what I'm looking at. Because it was like the Nvidia Shield a couple of years ago, Nvidia Shield, and that was supposed to be like supposed to play your PC games, right? Oh well, the Shield also does. It's like a standalone unit that kind of works as a remote access. That's, yeah, it's more what um, it is. It's more just like a remote play of the games that are already playing on your 
that they're actually running on your PC and they're just being transmitted to your to your shield. But so consumer yeah. electronics show. That's what it is. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> oh, I had to got it. I <laughs> <We> got there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, the moment you asked, my mind went blank. And yeah, but it makes it, it makes it more entertaining when you remember it. <laughs> Oh, that was a great callback, Joe. What a great callback. Okay. So what were you saying again? Because I doesn't, no longer remember. <laughs> doesn't fucking matter. No, um, the NVIDIA Shield is ju- was just a remote play for the games you were running on your PC already. So it's a different thing. Uh, it doesn't really matter in this context. But, yeah, I haven't looked at the Razer Edge. Um, it... it uh, it seems like it might be kind of cool. Four hundred bucks is about the same, right, as the, as like the lowest tier of the t- uh, Steam Deck. Uh, is that right? Uh, honestly, I haven't even. I never even looked at the Steam Deck. Like it was, it was, it was more on your radar than it was mine. It was mostly because I knew I wasn't going to play it. <laughs> That's you know. Uh, I mean, I definitely checked I on it. Like it was, yeah. it was like I think it was like four hundred, and then like every iteration, there was three iterations. And every one went up like a hundred bucks. Um, yeah, for like hard drive I just, size. I just remember when like I first that. looked at it, I'm like, I would, I would probably just go all out and pay for the largest hard oh, drive. Oh yeah, That's, yeah. That was the only thing. Like, well, to have the cheaper the, models. The the cheapest model was like slower and stuff, uh, mm-hmm. and had a and had a smaller hard drive. So it was like, well, if you go for this, then and you're not a sucker, you're probably gonna want at least to get the middle tier, so you have that speedier drive or uh speedier uh ram or whatever um but uh you know maybe i guess razor thinks that they can can make a little bit of money here um hopefully they can do something kind of good uh for the pc gaming space yeah i mean it's you know it it doesn't hurt anyone else for them to try so they might as well uh and then i'll just the last you know stupid slash fun bit of news was Sony is making a car. Uh, yeah, they're coming out with the electric car. And look at uh, you with a fucking Sony PlayStation shirt on, you shill. Yeah, well, considering the fact that I'm about to buy an Xbox, uh, you know, <laughs> Series X in the near future, and I don't, and the last PlayStation I have was from the PS4. So you're a traitor. Uh, <laughs> I play both sides of the fence. Uh, <laughs> I ha- I can care less about like brand loyalty at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> I <know. laughs> uh, though, I, though I can tell you one thing: I've only had to go through one PS3, and during that time, I had gone through seven uh, 360s. Yeah. Uh, only two uh, survived; the rest of them all failed. Man, I would <laughs> love to see like the actual, you know, net net profit and loss or whatever for Sony and for Xbox uh, or rather for PlayStation and for Xbox during that time, uh, because it, I'm sure it would be very telling. Uh, I know Sony ended up kind of catching up to them toward the end. Uh, anyway. So, yeah. So, uh, so they're making a Sony and Honda's, uh, they're making a car. It's supposed to come out when? Uh, it's, it's supposed to come out in 20, like 2028. Uh, it's oh. called the Afila, uh, uh, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's allegedly going to hit North America first. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, this is twenty twenty six. He's twenty twenty eight or twenty twenty six. Which one? Oh, uh, then it might be twenty twenty six. My bad. I, <laughs> okay. I, it's whatever is on the docket is the correct one. Okay. Um. Well, we. So can, yeah, uh, the... it's supposed to be electric car. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And honestly, I'd be surprised if it came out. I just, I just don't believe it personally. I'm just like, yeah, it's more of a fun concept. Well, what's, it looks. What's weird is that Sony and Honda are coming together on this. Is that right? Well, it's not really that uh, that unusual because, okay. you know, as an electronics company, as a as a company that isn't uh, molded to like set, set up to actually make a vehicle, they're gonna have to partner with a vehicle to actually make you know make it under their branding. Uh, who else better for a Japanese company to go with a Japanese manuf- car manufacturer? Makes sense. I mean, they like to keep things, uh, you know, in house, as it were. And I mean, honestly, I can see that same thing going with uh, Microsoft if they were trying to do something like that stateside. Um, yeah, Microsoft you know, they, and Ford or or GM or something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. If that that would be the that would be the track they'd do is you know in the, in that case because you know you want your corporate business to you know try to profit the best. But at the same time, I think Microsoft would be would do something weird like uh, if anyone they they'd be like, yeah, we're gonna go with Ferrari or something like that just to really throw you know. But no, Sony, you know, the Japanese companies like most definitely got to have the national pride because they'd get flayed alive and you know on their market if they went with uh like a U.S. company or something like they like you know they'd look at them as uh traders essentially uh but no it's it's a neat concept look but you know as all concept cars they just always look funky as anything um how practical will it actually come out i'm not holding my breath uh if they do yeah that's neat i mean (laughs) we'll see no any anything to go against tesla just once again more competition on on different fronts you know it's it can only go better you know in theory yeah, I don't so. know. I mean, going up against Tesla has been a losing proposition for a lot of uh, for a lot of different uh, companies so far. But uh, they're still going to keep trying. Um, we'll see what they do. Maybe it'll be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Yeah. Outside of that, there wasn't really much like much else at CES that really caught my eye. Uh, There's you know so just you know I'd recommend if you ne- if you've never bothered looking at it, just do a quick. Um, best of search through their stuff and you'll see some really wild tech i mean they do you know there's always stuff in the vr space or you know uh ar you know it's always something there's a little bit of everything for everyone and yeah yeah that's about the you know this news has been pretty light this last couple weeks uh it has you know so and i know you've pretty much ignored the whole world just to focus on D. so dude it is so freaking earth shattering though it is it is a definitely the biggest thing that's going on right now. Uh, and it just, uh, it cannot be ignored. Uh, but I always forget about CES. It comes out around this time of year and I just, uh, I never think about it until somebody like you or one of the podcasts. It kicks off the new year. That was, that's always the thing. It's just like, Hey, you just got done with the, you know, with the holiday season and now the new, new circuit begins. I don't, so. I don't think in those terms, but I'm glad that you do. Uh, because you're a true gamer and I'm just a pretender. Um, yeah, (laughs) but thanks for bringing that to us. Yeah, actually the LG 27 inch actually does make a little more sense at a grand. Um, but it's not in the cards for me right now, but I'm, I'm uh, excited for that stuff. Well, sometimes we actually talk about video games too. And so here to talk about the game he's been playing, Nick, what do you got, man? Uh, so I dabbled into metal. Hellsinger. Um, it's a good game. I think you'd like it. Like I told you a little while ago, it is a, um, prior to the cast, it is a rhythm game. I didn't know anything about it before I, I came into it. I was like, well, okay. So I just fired it up and I was like, oh, this is a rhythm game. Um, if you don't like metal uh, as a musical genre, then you're probably not going to like this game because it's all about metal music uh and demons and stuff but in in a weird way it reminds me it reminds me of doom but like a rhythm doom game um you have a sword that they give you first and then you have uh like a basically like it's a skull but it's you can treat it like a pistol i don't i you'll have to play the game to understand what that means and then they give you a shotgun and um you get bonuses for being in time for shooting in time and reloading in time. Uh, and then there's like, you press R three to do like a, uh, like a style kill or whatever. Um, whenever that prompt comes up and, um, I'm shit at rhythm, rhythm games, as you well know, Joe, but this game is, you are, you're very bad. I'm bad. I'm bad. But this game is still really fun. Um, and uh, as much as I played of it, which was not a whole lot, but I really think that you're gonna like it when you play it. Um, I'm not gonna say you're. So, gonna... Yeah, I've, I've actually tried playing this. Uh, I got, but unfortunately, uh, yeah, my little one is uh, currently going through um, some teething and some, you know, some growing pains. So they they're sleeping very lightly lately, and 
so yeah i like i literally like okay let's check this out let's download it got some uh got to the menu screen like let's check out these option settings and then i had to go answer uh answer my child and then eventually when i finally got him back down to sleep came back downstairs but all right let's check this out again all right let's get let's start this thing up and then i had to go answer them again because they're like nope you're not playing at all tonight and they've been that way pretty much this whole week they're like nope you're not having very much of any any time for yourself um so yeah that's that's been my life uh and unfortunately i didn't get like it's right there it's just it's right i I have i have a total of like half an hour of uh away time on this game well (laughs) i I will say that you you know you get into this game and it's not very long before you are like playing it proper there's a little bit of preamble set up and some stuff like that uh and there's a little bit of a learning curve, but it does a pretty good job of teaching you what you're doing. And the metal, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of metal. I like it okay, uh, but I'm not the biggest fan. And I like this metal. And they even have, like, once you, there's, like, a certain level you have to get uh, or a certain level you have to maintain with your rhythm and, and hitting the buttons at the right time um, before the lyrics will kick in. So you can like hear like the music and the beat. And maybe that's just to help you or whatever to focus on the beat so you can actually play the game properly. But once you get to a certain groove and you're and you're hitting that just right, uh, and it gets up to a certain level, that's when like the lyrics kick in and they're and they're very cool. And like I I was playing it at a pretty decent volume in here. Uh and I was like, okay, this is cool. And I was like, you know what? What if I fucking what if I turned it up? if i just turned it up so i like turned it up like really loud and i was like yeah this is really cool uh having having a lot of fun doing that so i i recommend that or at least uh playing with headphones on so you can have it good and loud if uh if you do end up playing it but anyway recommend it i don't know how much more i'm gonna play of it but it is a cool game yeah uh all right that's awesome yeah i was trying to get to that i was trying to also get to high on life um i've been i want to play that too you know that's been uh that just dropped on game pass and that is the um that's the first person game that's done by one of the creators of rick and morty uh so i was really curious about it but i'm just you know fortunately like i said uh family comes first right so (laughs) uh i'll hopefully get to that in the up and coming week i think it's been getting like really good reviews uh what i saw that when it first came out it was getting some pretty good reviews uh, and it looked, it looks weird and interesting. That's for sure. Uh, so maybe I'll get to play that and we can talk about it next time. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's hope. All right. And I guess, uh, so now, uh, what have you been watching, sir? Well, I, uh, it's been out for a little while now, but I finished up the Netflix show called Wednesday about Wednesday Adams from the Adams family of old, um, this show, have you heard of this show? Have you seen any of this, of this show at all? Or do you know anything about it? Uh, it's, uh, all it is, is the Adams family is Wednesday and that's about all I know about it. Her, it's her day to day going to school, going to a new school. And I actually never liked the Adams family. <laughs> it was like, it was never that great of a TV show, yeah. the movie, I can care less. So that's why I was just, mm, I wasn't that keen on it. I'm like, I'm not against it. I'm not like, you know, but at the same time, it's just never had that interest in me. So Adam's family values. It's a pretty good movie. Um, but anyway, so this, this, uh, Netflix show is pretty, so the sequel you're saying was better than the first. Okay. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty well. Um, I think that's pretty much a hundred percent of the people on earth agree that Adam's family values is better than the, original first Adam Fam- Adam's family movie. I think that is a standard take. Do you challenge that, sir? I don't remember the second one at all. Is that is that because the first one was with um the guy uh Doc Brown being Uncle Fester, the long uh, lost. Well, I know Doc Brown was the second one. What wasn't the second one? Was that the whole marriage bit like the yes. whole con of trying to Okay, then that's the only one I remember. See, okay, so there's that the reason because it was, also, it was also the last one I saw. So yeah, there because you go too. the the first one no one remembers because it really wasn't it wasn't anything special. Um anyway, so this 
this Wednesday uh, show. It it's from Netflix. It, it feels like a a very well done CW show. It feels like a very well done teen drama CW show. Um, it's it's pretty interesting. It's it's pretty fun. The first episode's very funny. They get a lot of good a lot of good like morbid. Uh, morose type jokes in there that are that are really nice um but i did figure out who the bad guys were in the first episode because i've seen a tv show before um so if you so you know not to spoil it but if if you're watching it i don't know i guess i didn't have to say that i just wanted to brag uh but i was like that person the bad guy and that person the bad guy and then, but I didn't really figure out anything more than that. They did, they did a good job of like confusing me on one of the people a little bit. Uh, I actually kind of switched a little bit. I was like, maybe it is this other person. And then I was like, wait, no, I understand what's going on here. Anyway, it's pretty fun. It's pretty dumb in places. Um, but it's, uh, it moves quickly and, uh, it's actually pretty good. So, so I didn't, I didn't hate it. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, a good time waster and yeah so i i don't know i give it like a seven out of ten something like that but uh it was <laughs> it was good it was fine there's definitely some parts that i didn't really care for uh being able to figure it out was one of those things you know figured out so easily was one of those things um but yeah if you want to watch it i guess go ahead so uh yeah, just about speaking about a good time waster uh, on Netflix, I had to find a random thing to show my kids just because I was tired of watching the same batch of stuff over and over again. Damn. And I went ahead and uh, showed them. Uh, I discovered this oddly animated thing, and I was like, it kind of reminded me of Domo. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Domo-kun. Uh, but yeah, it's called uh, Puyo Puyo Molkar. And it is bizarre to say the least they're little shorts that are uh they look like they're little crocheted like knit uh uh guinea pigs that are cars yeah. like their legs are wheels and it is it's uh it's japanese it's all done uh like no no actual words it's all done through noise and animation uh, the character, you know, the, the way the characters act, and yeah, it's it's a stupid little show, but it is really funny. And man, did it keep my kids entertained! They just stopped in the middle of what they're doing just to stare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it has some really funny funny bits in it. So it's just like, all right, it's uh, only like a handful of episodes. Uh, each episode has a couple little skits in there, and uh, yeah, it was just uh, it was perfect for a. It's like, hey. Quick, quick, kids! Look here. <laughs> yeah, the be focus distracted. On that. <laughs> be distracted while your dad does something else, like cook dinner. Yeah, it's it's pretty much it. It's exactly what it was. It was like, yep, uh, I need you guys not to run into the kitchen or uh, go down the stairs. You know, that's so, all it needs to be. Yeah, yeah, and that's cool. Uh, outside of that, I've been uh, I've been watching a bunch of new anime. Uh, there's so much. Uh, so much stuff that's not i can't necessarily say good stuff but there's a lot of stuff out there there's there's quite a bit of solid things out anything well. you want to mention here that you that uh, is not good enough to mention on the anime kick podcast that we do uh well uh so, so we've you know, we've been following up on it uh lately so now we do have a a new podcast focused entirely on anime hosted by nick oh, yeah. and that is uh you know, another damn anime podcast. Dude, it would be uh, so funny if you were like, yeah, that near show. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like shit on that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, we did us. We, we we're, we're following near Automata as oh, yeah. it comes out. So <laughs> we're trying to do a very quick uh, turnaround episode. So we'll, the day comes out, we try to record something that evening and we'll try to, you know, our thoughts on that. Uh, but yeah, there's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just a bajillion things out there right now. There's so many season twos of things that prob that I would have never thought a season two would have come out on. Yeah. Uh, like the you know, Fruits of Evolution two. That is a weird. The first first one 
uh, came out just not that long ago, like not last season, but the season before. And it reminded me of like a early 2000s anime. It was very slapstick as in like comedy wise. It just felt very off. It's just like this feels like it's someone unearthed an old anime. Um, the quality seems kind of funky. Uh, it's okay. But it was just like, yeah, this is just seems really out of place in now in current times. And now there's a season two that just that just started. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me! I would have never thought they would actually someone financially back this for a season two. I mean, it's okay, but there's well, it must have made money for them to actually go ahead and produce a second season. So, uh, yeah, there's there's so many just odd small things coming out. Uh, you know, there's um, we'll talk about it more in depth later on the other podcast. But the Ice Blade Sorcerer shall rule the world. This one, I really like the manga. Uh, it it's very interesting looking. Uh, it's the quality is not. Uh, it's like it's it doesn't follow the standard manga art style. And I really think that this anime is mediocre as anything. <laughs> yeah. So that's the. But I'll go in depth. I'll, I'll I'll really go in depth and waste more time on the other podcast about this one. But it's just, I think it's the average consensus that I saw was, hey, this is uh, this looks like this looks pretty average. But let's everyone seemed to be okay with that, and like let's hunker down to see what this is because you know it's a it's a, essentially a school a, a school of magic and you know traditional tropes all over all around. Lots. So yeah, yeah, I did have a chance to peek into that. So I'm looking to I'm looking forward to talking about it more on uh, a other podcast. But yeah, there's yeah. a lot there's a lot of anime coming out, um, and uh, it's it's not I don't know I don't know too much, but it seems like it's shaping up to be an okay season. Maybe not the best ever, but some okay stuff. It has it is it is sure a full season that I feel like this has more to it for some reason than I feel like it, the other ones had as far as. Things of note, I guess, is the best way to put it. But okay. uh, no, I wish I could do the um, auctioneer voice because I think I feel that that's the best way to read this current list of potentially good things. Yeah, there, there's you know, there's kind of all over the place. Um, if you're into um, if you're into anime about fantasy fantasy life, and if you're a foodie, then uh, campfire cooking in another world uh, with my absurd skill. Uh, I've been reading this one for years and it's seriously, it's just like at first it seems like a normal adventure and then everything else is like, no, this is literally all about cooking. This is all this person, <laughs> like this person just wanted an excuse to get paid to rock, just talk about food and good on them. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like that started, uh, almost started another genre in, in that because shortly after that, I felt like a lot more fantasy, um, manga were covering food as well and having to do more about that like i'm like a, oh you're just copying them like That's a how it is. fantasy culinary manga genre does not yeah. exist <laughs> i mean i'm sure you yeah got, it's you know it's it how oh, was it there was there was a different anime that just uh that did a good job about talking about tax write-offs yeah and you know, for because he, it was you know they they were a mangaka or a manga artist, yeah. and so they're saying, yeah, you know, you can claim your your Hokkaido business trip and all the expensive you know, Hokkaido food as references if you if you put it in your work. So I feel like ever since I watched that, I'm like, that's all they want to do. <laughs> they're trying to find that loophole, you know, you know, it's like if I, if I buy this, I can use it as and I use it, I can use it as a tax write off. Uh, but there's a. Uh, there's just all sorts of really that's, neat stuff and hopefully what, but it's all so early that it's really hard to say where things fall because you're you're looking at episode one and two of everything so hopefully in uh, by next podcast you know we're, we're talking about episode three and four so i can at least filter a little bit of this here and just give like what i think is maybe the cream of the crop right yeah um because yeah this it's kind of hard to you know we're talking about a couple we're talking about like a couple dozen anime you know uh that that are out now uh yeah so, and this is this is all pretty much in the sub format uh so it's yeah. as far as uh you know english dubbing who knows what's going to come out there so i'm proud of you for watching a lot of subs that's that's good, good. i've been watching a subbed anime before you even got back into it but <laughs> so. okay okay no need to like <laughs> no need to like shut on everybody all the time 
Not everybody, but just you. you are always like, oh, I prefer to watch dub, and I don't really know if I want to watch Yeah, because I, I like sub, to be able to I'll catch to up with it later. So what I was saying is that I'm glad attention. that you have decided to watch some sub, because usually you just don't. You're like, well, I'll just wait for the dub to come out, and I'll wait 10 well, years for the Well, it's easy, because out. I've read all the manga for these ones. <laughs> That's the thing. It's, the, it's a matter of paying attention. And so yeah, when you have to do, when you that. have to multitask, you don't necessarily want to be able to have to focus on reading and you have to focus on other things. So you know? if you've already read the manga, then su then subs are okay. But if you haven't read the manga... It's easier, is what I'm saying. Because I already know the, know the general gist of the storyline and that my Japanese level can easily fill in the, you know, fill in oh, what's nice. going on. And if there's a few things that are missing, well, I already know the base plot anyway. So. You already know what's going. That makes sense. That makes sense. So do you, do you watch subs... While you're doing other stuff, if no, uh, it's like, for example, I won't do uh, I won't do a sub anime while I'm playing a second game like on hand, yeah, but I'll okay. do a dubbed anime while I'm say like playing something like Vampire Survivors. Yeah, you know, that was that was an easy thing to do. Yeah, uh, makes sense. You know, if I can, you know, if I can multitask that way, or if it's something that I don't, yeah, you know, it's dubbed that I'm not necessarily needing to be visually like looking at all the time. If it's not like a hardcore action or something like that, I can maybe kind of have it on the side while i'm cooking and then i'll have you know so that's easy enough for me to do or feeding the kids uh but if i'm gonna have to pay attention to something that's really uh you know plot heavy and i'm like no dude i can't i have to undivided attention for sure yeah that's so. that is definitely true cool man well uh yeah uh so we'll be talking about anime on another damn anime podcast coming up here in a minute yeah all right then well, other than that, we are set in stone here. Uh, hopefully, Nick will uh, have some good uh, good stories to tell by next week. Um, you know, maybe he'll be brave enough to show you all his mouse pad by then. Uh, that's not a euthanism. It's just an actual mouse pad. Uh, <laughs> uh, he'll, he'll have it with his uh, figurine collection in the background, too. I will have a lot so, of nerd rage built up. I'll have a lot of nerd rage built up by next time. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, then. Well, thanks, guys, for making it to the end. Uh, and this has been, you know, ADP, uh, another Dead Pixel, episode 35. Thanks a lot, guys. Till next time. Take Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.